Sunny 16 presents. Hello everybody, it's Ian Fleming here. Welcome to Quirky Camera Podcast, episode 9, I believe. Um, I've got uh, three cameras for you this week. Um, And uh, some other tips on the film processing. Um, I also should say that I do uh, put a a lot of... I've I've done a a Flickr... um, a Flickr category in my Flickr feed of podcast stuff. So I do put pictures of the various cameras and things I've talked about on my Flickr feed. My Instagram feed is currently uh, actually not deleted, but uh, deactivated. Um, and I have to say, I feel a lot better for not doing Instagram for the time being. Um, so, uh, yeah, let's get on with uh, this week's Quirky Camera podcast. So the first camera I've got for you is a good old uh, Kodak Folding Pocket 2B. Well, I did have one of these, as you know, and I took uh, shots with it, but I bought another one because this one's got the red bellows and you just have to. This one had a dodgy shutter. So can you believe it? I sent a 100-year-old camera away for a CLA and lo and behold, listen to that, a lovely Kodak, uh, autom- Kodak Automatic brownie folding shutter uh, so this camera i've run a couple of rolls of fp4 through takes six by nine shots works perfectly i can't really fault it except it's a bit of a so-and-so to get the film out when it when you've wound on at the end uh, but otherwise uh, a lovely little viewfinder which i've only just realized does have a six by nine grat in it so you can actually frame it accurately uh, so I like these cameras. Um, they're very light. They're easy to use, um, and uh, you just rely on the um, latitude of the film. Really, you've only got three uh, apertures. I think from f11 to about uh, f f11, f16, f32, probably. Um, so this is one uh, I'd recommend. Actually, uh, my other one, which is fine. But I decided to sell that, so that's currently on eBay, uh, listed as film tested, hoping to command a better price, of course. Uh, So that's the Kodak Brownie Folding Pocket Camera, number 2B. The next camera I have for you uh, this week is a Polaroid. Uh, I do like my Polaroids. And uh, this one is the Polaroid Macro 5, which was made for dentists, basically, and it shoots image spectra film. There you go. Uh, this one's a worker. Um, so these cameras take the image spectra film. It's worth noting that this camera and the ProCam seem to give the best results on the um, image spectra film. Um, 
because they've got the later mechanics, because I think, you know, as we all know, uh, in Polaroid have stopped making that film, but these cameras ha seem to handle that film the best. Uh, some of the other cameras do jam, as you would have known. Um, this camera has a folk... Uh, you've got... Uh, it's designed for dental, obviously, so it's a 1 to 1, 2 to 1, 3 to 1, uh, 0.4 times and 0.2 times. So you focus it, basically. You change the... Um, how can I say, you change the lens configuration by a big knob on the top. There you go, you can hear that clunking around. And to focus it, there's a little, uh, you part press a little, the um, shutter, and you get two lights that come on uh, in front of the camera. And then, uh, which is a battery operated, yeah, you get two lights come on, there you that's right, on the front of the camera. Uh, and that gives you a focusing system where you, you basically have to get the lights, the two lights to line up. Um, and then you can shot, and that's how you focus it. The downside is, of course, trying to get two little uh, lights to light up uh, outside in the garden or outside is pretty hopeless, to be honest. Um, but uh, I like the Macro 5. It's an enormous beast. It was never designed for outside use. And I think when... Uh, Polaroid did make it originally. Um, you could have um, uh, a film with Graticule actually masked onto the film for the dentist to get accurate uh, pictures. Uh, so this is the Polaroid Macro 5. Uh, the last camera I have for you this week is made by Zeiss. And this is the mighty Nixie 595. It was actually made by ICA. Uh, which I think was part of Zeiss originally, um, ICA Nixie 595. So this is a big camera. Uh, this used, will either take uh, Kodak's original 122 film, which takes um, three, and a, uh, three and a quarter, I think by five and a half images, or in my, the case of my version, it's got a plate back on it, which I thought took 3A plates. But it doesn't. This is quarter plate. So this camera um, is enormous. Uh, it's really a large format camera. Uh, it's got some nice features. There's a proper rise and fall on the front. Um, even got um, you know a, a, a spirit level for leveling it. Um, the focusing uh, marks can be set for plate or for film for roll film. The rack can be locked. As you go in, and this camera extends so it does its normal, you know, infinity to two two meters. Uh, but then you can rack out the bellows enormously and do like macro shots. The only downside of that, the only way I can think you could focus it would be through the um, ground glass screen if you had the plate back on. Um, so it's a very interesting camera, and I plan to shoot some plates with it, some uh, Jason uh, dry lane. Yeah, Jason's um, plates from Pictographica, um, Jason Lane's plates, uh, because I feel uh, it's a lovely camera. I bought this, and of course, being made by Zeiss, there's no pinholes in the bellows, are there? It doesn't leak light. Uh, so this is what I call probably a very quirky camera, and probably a strange purchase, really. It wasn't that cheap. Uh, it's got a nice lens on the front. Uh, it's a 150mm f6.3 uh, 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 which stops down to f50 uh, the shutter works although on the low speed it's a bit hopeless to be honest um, but I uh, it's a good camera 
Um, and obviously you could probably, the best thing to do to this would be to talk to somebody like uh, Jeffrey Perry at 20th Century Camera and get him to make a 5-4 um, a back for this. That would be the ideal solution, to be honest. Um, so that brings me on to 5-4 uh, um, because um, I finally got round to shooting uh, my Graphmatic film holders. Uh, which have so Graphmatic film holder has six sheets of five four in it, and uh, you pull the dark slide out, and then uh, take your film, and then you push the dark slide back in, and then you ratchet it through like that, and then it. So top tip, which I messed up on with my Graphlex, is uh, when you push the dark slide back in, your film sheet is still exposed with this there's a red mark comes out on the holder to tell you that until you cycle the holder in and out so that's really important to do that um, so uh, the graphmatic film holder so then of course i end up with six sheets of um, five by four to process which i would then recommend i've using uh jeffrey's um from 20th century camera his uh ql54 um reel which is um a great product and it's dead easy to load uh, i never got on with a mod 54 i uh, uh preferred the sp455 445 tank from stearman but now i've got jeffrey's reel as well and i have to say it works really well so i'll put a link to that in the show notes uh, that's uh, uh uh, 20th century cameras uh, processing reels now I wanted to talk to you about um, my colour C41 processing uh, classically I got white spots and this is caused guess what by uh, um, calcium in my water my tap water so um, I processed some colour film, some portrait of my Rolly cord, which came out really nice out of the 1930s Rolly cord. But I decided I need to sort out my um, this problem with the white spots and the processing. So I dumped my um, stabiliser and Nick and Trick, you can buy stabiliser from them, their own stabiliser. Uh, so I made up some new stabiliser with distilled water. So I'm hoping that will solve that. And what I did was I bought a distilled water making machine, which, uh, as we've got solar energy, solar PV on the roof of our house, means with all this sunshine, I can make distilled water for free in terms of the power during the afternoon. Um, and I've also used that now for my black and white processing and can report I get beautifully clean eggs, virtually no work to do in post dust busting, etc. Uh, so I use um, the Ilford wash method with distilled water and then I use the, um, uh, the washing agent at the end also made up with distilled water. Um, and I recommend that if you can, you know, uh, for me, because we've got hard water locally. Lastly, I'd point out uh, I had a, an old-style Patterson 4 tank, which I'd bought off eBay, which I used for colour processing. <laughs> Needless to say, <laughs> whilst colour processing, it's like, hang on, the, the dev's leaking out the bottom of the tank. So the earlier style of Patterson 4 tanks, which have a, like a, hot, a hole in the middle at the bottom where the, the moulding's done, I think they're prone to stress fractures. Because if you look at the later style of tanks, that's now a big 
piece of plastic there um, and I've put a picture of that on my uh, Flickr feed uh, just to be aware if you're buying second-hand Patterson 4 tanks go for the later one uh, not the older one in my opinion um, so I think uh, that's about it really for this week's uh, podcast uh, again I'd like to thank uh, Mike Gutterman for the theme music I'd like to thank you all for listening. Um, Keep up the good work, guys. Keep shooting film. Whatever camera it is, I don't care. Just get some film into it and enjoy. I will try and shoot some dry plates next um, so that uh, we've got something to talk about about dry plates. Just a quick addendum. uh, Jeffrey Perry's uh, reels are QL45 reels, not 54. Classically, that's uh, the Brits and the Americans doing the numbers on large format the other way round. Anyway, I thought I'd update you with that. All the best. Bye for now. <laughs>